Brothers and sisters, my name's the Honourable Reverend DJ Bone Kid, straight out of London, UK, and I'm here to tell you about the Everyday Life Podcast with my Reg B C O and my do say dumb, and we are talking about regular everyday life shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lock in, lock on, everyday life podcast, DJ Bone can beat it, beat boss, I said it. What's up y'all, it's your boy Reg B, along with Dulce Dom, and we'd like to invite y'all and welcome y'all to the Everyday Life Podcast, uh, Dulce. Yo. I said, do say. Demon, what's going on? Shit, I'm doing all right. So, I mean, it's fucking cold in the motherfucker out here, nigga. Yeah. Jack fucking balls outside, nigga. Yes, but it is. Jack Other than that, I'm all right, but I ain't, I ain't like that. I ain't, I ain't really like that intro, yo. I'll tell you the truth, my nigga. I, I really don't. I really don't like the I really don't like the delivery. I really don't like the way you be coming, man. Why are you so humble, nigga? Can I ask you that? I don't think I ever asked you that question. Well, not on air. And if I did ask you beforehand, behind the scenes, whatever, I don't remember. Why are you so humble, man? What do you want me to be? Want you to be a cocky motherfucker, man. You know what it is, I am and you know why I say that. You, I am I'm gonna give, give you one good reason why I say that, because of the, because of the blessed position that you're in. You're a homeowner. You drive a foreign. You got a clothing line in the podcast, nigga. Fuck you, so humble for, bro. When you get on that mic, let niggas let niggas know who you is, <laughs> what you represent, what this is. Come on, now, don't do that. Shit. Don't do that to me, man. Don't do that to me, <laughs> man. You know the vibe. Well, I'm, I'm saying this because you know how. You know how I am. You really do. Ain't nothing wrong with being humble. I'm not saying hum- I'm not saying being humble is bad. But when you in when you in a certain position, man, you ain't got to be like that, my nigga. Um, that's that's just my nature. I'm. I'm I not get, trying to. Sh- I'm not trying to steal you away from your character. You can't steal me away from my character because I, I know my position. So with that being so, said, so with I'm that playing being, it, I play my position how I see fit. So with like, that, there's no reason for me to flex every day, every day. Like I always joke with y'all and tell y'all, there's no such thing as a humble flex. But in all reality, a humble flex is still a flex. You know what I'm saying? I do what I do. I do I do what I do because I do it for me. I do it for for you to see it, but I ain't got to throw it in your face. I ain't got to, you know, me personally, like, I, it's the words of Theodore Roosevelt, one of our presidents. Um, he said, walk soft and carry a big stick. And then that's how I move. I move in, in, in silence, but I speak volumes. You know what I'm saying? When I walk into the room, I don't have to command your attention, but I know what's going on. You, you don't have to see me. But you can feel me, cause I'm gonna be there. I make my presence known. My presence is known. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about on the pod. I, my presence is known on the podcast. If you want to come in here and, and say, "Yo, da 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 da," that's cool. But some days I don't feel like doing that. You not like it, it's my feeling for today. Just walk in here, do what I gotta do, you know, and we mosey on out. But I, I you know, one of these days I might throw a curveball. You might not see it coming. You be like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? I ain't never seen this nigga before. Oh. That might come. That day might come. Oh. How, long I gotta, how long I gotta wait for that? I don't know, man. How long Mother, I gotta wait for that? We still waiting for Jesus to return. So all right, you don't okay. Know. What? All right. Let me. Let me. What episode is this? I'm gonna give you a prime this example. Is of what I'm 52. talking about. This is 52. I'm gonna give you a prime yeah. example. I'm gonna give you a prime example. What I'm talking about. Talk to me. I'm listening. I'm right here. I'm here with you. You ready? Yes, sir. I am. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm. I'm ready. You sure? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just want to make sure you. I just want to make sure you sure. Oh man. Uh, am I not supposed to be ready? Like, what's going on here? 
<laughs> oh, oh, niggas got the, the, the sound. <laughs> ah, okay. I know the fucking vibes, man. Okay. Y'all yeah, know the fucking vibes, man. You know what it is. We them niggas because we said we them niggas. You know what I mean? Welcome to episode 52 of the Everyday Life Podcast. I'm your cocky, confident, favorite man of the people. Do whoa, say dong. Whoa, don't get it twisted that I'm not... Confident uh, in you know, uh, uh, see, Why you stepping on my intro? Why you stepping on Why you stepping on my joint? Because you just came in here guns blazing on my head. Guns blazing. I'm giving you a prime example of what I mean. It's your call. It's your cocky, confident, and favorite man. The people do say, "Dong." You know what I'm here. You know what I mean. I'm here with a humble flex ass nigga. I don't really like the. You know, you know, don't really like to say much. He he like you know. He want to be like Bruce Springsteen and hot as wealth. But it's all good. You know what I'm saying. I'm here. I'm here for all. I'm here for all the pimp walking, shit talking. You know what I mean. You know what I mean? They know who it is, man. The Michael Jordan of the mic recording. It's Ducey, baby. Kobe, maybe. Tracy McGrady. Huh. Huh? You know what I mean? The mother niggas, Harold Ryder, J- Harold Miner, J.R. Ryder, washed up with marijuana. Even worse, they a pervious Ellis. They worthless fella. They ain't no athletes. They Sean Bradley. And I ain't talking about nobody in particular. You know, let me chill, let me chill, let me chill. Because I'm about to go off just now. I was about to go off just now. Let me chill. <laughs> Let me chill. Tell the people where you got Let that from. Tell the people where you got Let that from. Let me chill. Let me chill. Tell the people where you got that from. Let me chill. Let me chill. Tell the people Let where you got chill. that from. Let me tell chill. Tell the people where you got that from. I was from. about to go the fuck off out here. Tell the people where you got that from. You know what I mean? Something like, so I got it from, from my nigga Ho. You know, that's my nigga Ho. That's my nigga Ho okay. first. Just I'm let the people know that. You... Come on. Ain't no, come on. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. Ain't nobody stupid. <laughs> Hey, you know, come on, man. Ain't nobody stupid. You get a lot of people credit. But nah, man. I'm chilling. I'm chilling, though, man. I'm cool. I'm cool. Um. What I what I want to tell you? Oh yeah, can we can I can I can I dibble and dabble a little bit about that? Um, well, first of all, how are you feeling, man? Nobody never asks you that. No, you're a hardworking man behind the scenes, and nobody ever asks you how you feeling. I understand you want to, you know, you want you know, so when, when we got a um when we got a group of people out here, you want everybody to you know you want everybody to feel good and everything. But how are you feeling, brother? How are you feeling? You got you want to tell niggas how you came up off that GameStop pumping dump? <laughs> Nah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get One into that. One day I'm going to get you to incriminate yourself on this podcast. I ain't, ain't going to get into that. Um, I got a little bit of media training, Duce. I don't know if you know that. So, One wanna, day I'm going to get you to incriminate yourself on this podcast. Training, a little bit of media training. I'm going to get you to incriminate yourself on this podcast one day. Nah, not likely. One day. So, all right, cool. Holla. You ain't um, going to let niggas You ain't going to let niggas know you came up off the pump and dump. All right, that's what nah, right, no um, I wasn't in. Cool. I, I, didn't, I got on that wave a little too late. Um, So, I didn't really fuck with that. Uh, I made... Uh, what I call right. it, Nike, Nike money, basically. Yeah. Uh, a little bit off of AMC, Nike money, nothing, nothing major. Uh, oh, that wine and down money, AMC. Huh? I heard, I heard, yeah, I heard some shit. About I mean, too. I held on. I had to put. I had. I had the stock when it dropped, and what happened was early in the summertime, I took a loss off of Hertz because they delisted Hertz when Hertz called for bankruptcy. I couldn't trade the stock anymore, so I was sitting on a Hertz stock. And when I finally was able to sell it, I only sold it for like two dollars. That's how bad the stock dropped from. So, um, the how the the you know, and then I had AMC, and I started to see the same pattern that AMC was gonna go down the same road as Hertz, as to where I wouldn't get any money. So I figured, okay, um, and I had a couple hundred in 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 in, in uh, AMC. It wasn't a lot. Don't you know? The like Ducey would tell it that's a flex, but I ain't a flex. There's no big dogs out here. Nah, nah. So, I seen a nigga on Twitter talking about he sold 150 AMC shares for four dollars a share. I said, whoa, ho, 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 ho. yeah. So <laughs> that's three thousand dollars right there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So basically, what happened was I sold it before I even hit rock bottom. I said, okay, let me hold on to something. So I held on to something, and then one morning I woke up and I seen this shit 
uh, went on somebody's post, and it was an ignorant post, but then at the bottom, they were telling somebody that AMC shares is going up to $50 today, get in. That was at 9.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So when, it, when I went and go check my account, it opened up. The shit was at $19 a share. Mm-hmm. So I was driving, so I'm like, all right, fuck, I got to pull over, pull over, and I got to sell this shit. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I tried to sell it at, when it was at $19, $20 a share. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a couple invested. I, it didn't work out in my favor because by the time, in, in the span of a half an hour, mm-hmm. that 19 went down to 13. Mm-hmm. And I went through the bank or whatever trying to sell it and they finally sold it. But it was only I only sold it for like $13 in that half an hour span. So I said, okay, I, I see what's going on here. Right. Niggas is out here moving funny like that. So that's when everybody started to see what was going on. Everybody started to feel like they was... Um, they realized what the fuck was going on, basically, because everybody tried to buy it and they couldn't buy it. Those that was on any kind of stock, any kind of platform, really couldn't buy it in that time frame. So that's when yeah, everybody your, was like, "I seen your Robin Hood plug out there, yeah, trying to trying to get hot on niggas." Yeah, I started to call you like, "Yo, what you man over there, Robin Hood doing?" Yo? <laughs> oh, I said too much. Oh, my fault. I'm snitching. I'm dry nah, snitching. You ain't my snitching bad. on shit. What was you snitching on? There's nothing to snitch on. <laughs> it's just that certain people, you know, if you don't understand the game. It's cool. Like, there's a. There's well, give them some free games, just a little bit, not too much. I mean, I I don't know much, but what I know is. Tell them um, what you know. That's all. What you know can help somebody. Yeah. What I do know is it, what happened was a short squeeze. So, um, in layman's terms, a hedge fund is basically a house, a, bro- a financial institution or a financial firm mm-hmm. that um, they take people's money, big, and they manage it millions and millions of dollars, and in promise of a return. Basically, that's what investing is, short term. I mean, mm-hmm. in in the gist of it. What happened was that hedge firm, um, they play something called uh, um, a put. So it's like they, they shorted the stock. Basically, they, they devalued GameStop. And while they devalued GameStop, because they had that position on it, they were basically going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. But if that price stayed low, if the price of GameStop kept going down, they were going to make more money. So the more the stock went down, the more money they made, that firm made. Which, which in turn hurts the retail investor, which is the people that got Robin Hood, um, all of, um, what's the other ones they got out there? Uh, what are you talking about? Like investment? The, 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 the investment platform, Robin Hood, Cash App, all those stuff that people could do on, yeah. trade on. Trade on, all, 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 the, all the trader, the trader yeah. apps, okay. Yeah, so there's a group on Reddit, uh, it's called Wall Street Bets. So I guess there's a bunch of guys that were in financial firms that realized that they were getting screwed over, so that they decided to stick it to the man, quote unquote, the man, mm-hmm. Wall Street. So they really to rob the rich, give to the poor ass niggas. More or less. More or less, okay. but you got to read in between the lines to realize, like, ain't no poor nigga gonna understand what the fuck, fuck they you. just happened unless they are, they was a rich nigga, or they was about to be a rich nigga, and somebody pulled the plug from them, so now they a little salty. Oh, so right. now they putting people on game as to how these motherfuckers is moving. How do, yeah, how, how they, you know what I'm saying? Get, all right, continue. So it's like that. And um, so they came through. They said, yo, listen, we're not going to let these motherfuckers make these millions of dollars. We're going to, you know, basically make the price go up. So they basically pulled all, pulled all their money together mm-hmm. and everybody started buying shares of um, uh, GameStop. Mm-hmm. The more shares of GameStop you buy, the higher the price is because now you create a supply and demand chain. You're creating a short supply, but it's a high demand, so the price must go up. Now, when the price goes up now, that same hedge firm has to, in turn, decide if they want to then buy more shares at a higher price 
to cut their to cut their losses mm. or to just ride it out and see if the shares are going to fall back down at a certain kind, certain amount of time. Mm. So basically, it's it's it's, it's the, the part of the game that people are looking at is called options. So it's like um, I'm gonna put it to you since because you're a betting man and you're into sports. It's like uh, for the next three games, you're gonna say Kyrie Irving is only gonna average twenty points, mm. right? Now he got to average twenty points in the next three games for you to make money. But I'm on the other hand saying he's going to average 25 points. So that five-point differential, somebody takes that bet, and that's what's happening. So when they see, okay, oh, shit, the, the, the spread is getting crazy where Kyrie's going to average more than 20 points or whatever, the Wall Street guys now got to fight for that position to get back in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's where it happens where basically big Wall Street was losing, retail investors was winning, and they ain't like that. Well, of course. Because they started to eat off of their plate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The little millions that you're making is now, or the little hundreds that you make because you invested in it, you invested in, the, in, in the, the whole stock itself, is messing up my position because I only bought a premium of the stock, which, which is a short. So basically, by them saying that they was devaluing GameStop, a bunch of people, which whoever had interest in GameStop, whether they had it before or didn't have it, decided to say, fuck that, I'm buying GameStop too. So all the nerd niggas took offense because, you know, GameStop is a place for all the... Uh, people that play video games and stuff like that, they come to shop. But GameStop itself is an outdated business model because once uh, Xbox, Sony, I don't know if, if Nintendo does it yet. Nintendo does what, yeah? Downloadable games to the actual system. Yes, Nintendo does that as okay. well. So once that happens, there's no really need for GameStop anymore because now GameStop turns into a, a But that's what store. they were saying. Was they, that's why they were saying they was going out of business in the first place because everybody was more or less downloading games to their system. But the you know the, the system itself only holds a certain amount of gigabytes. Well, that's all. Because remember, if you could buy, if, I'm quite sure sooner or later someone is going to think about actually attaching a USB port to the actual. No, no, no. You you can do that, and you can also buy more memory. Right. But the thing about it is, you can buy the game, and if you don't have enough space, you can delete the game. It'll still be in your library if you want to re-download it at a later date, like the archive. And, yeah, and doing a new okay. thing. But GameStop is coming more nostalgic because guys like myself want their old shit back. Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, Dreamcast, right. Super Nintendo. You know what I'm saying? You can't really get that from other places, and if you do get it from other places, you're getting it for the high. Right. You know what I'm saying? GameStop got Nintendo 64 right now for $100. Controlling all it. The shit might come with 007. Mm. You know what I mean? You go on Amazon for that same deal, you're paying like $250, 300 Right. You but feel me? So it's what, coming more of a nostalgic store for collectibles and retro games. And then that's what they what happened is you got to think GameStop and you got to think Blockbuster. So you got to look at the writings on the wall and seeing that the, if they don't shift and go towards the, the uh, downloadable version of it, they're going to be absolute. Somebody like Netflix is going to come and take them over. No, they did something like that. It's called Gamefly. Where you can, it's, a, it's a subscription-based okay. thing for $10 a month. Mm. You can rent games you want. I think it, how, it used to be how Netflix was, how you had to get another movie, you had to send that one back to get yeah, another one. Right. But Gamefly is like that because a lot of a lot of mothers basically are buying games for their kid and they're beating them just like that. Right. So they're paying $60, $70 for a game and, they, and their kids are beating this shit in three hours. Yeah. So basically it's like, you know what I'm saying, oh, I beat this shit, I want another one. It's like, I just paid $60 for that game. You beat that right. shit already? So, you know what I'm saying, that that helped mothers out a lot. And a lot of mothers, because I had to, I had to, and a lot of mothers I've seen, I had to like talk them out of it. They buy used games for their kids. You know what I'm saying? But it's nothing wrong with a used game, but sometimes, you know, a used game is, it's not refurbished, but sometimes it could be scratched. But GameStop don't really take games if they're, like, in poor condition. Yeah. But I would tell mothers, listen, you know, because you might want to get this game back. And if you get back a used game, you're going to get back fucking a dollar fifty, mm-hmm. as opposed to you fucking giving back a brand new game and getting back $15. Right. So, yeah, no, Gamefly is trying to make their way inside of that. But wasn't Gamefly around, around 
Nah, Gamefly been out for about what two years now. That's it. Yeah, but it ain't it ain't really it didn't reach that oh. you know that notoriety. Okay, you know what I'm saying. It's but there of, was another game like another business like that too, right? Business like online with. You trading your game, you send it out, you send it back in. Because I know Netflix started off like that. Yeah, no, Netflix, Netflix started was the off like that and now they're deal, and now they're yeah, DSP. They all straight digital. Right, yeah, right. they straight digital, right. No, so, they started off with CDs, I remember. No, Netflix was starting off doing games. No, I remember Netflix. I'm, yes. I never, I never, excuse me, I never remember Netflix having games. Yeah, Netflix had games. Because my man used to. Uh, oh, you're talking to, about. No, it was Netflix. It was always. Netflix never had a name change. What happened was the shift happened so quick, they forgot that Netflix also used to do games. Oh, I forgot. The only thing I, the only store that I remember before GameStop, we had Funko Land, and then Funko Land became GameStop, right? Because they bought them, right? That I think so. I think mm-hmm. so. And Funko Land had them for the low, low. I'm talking about Funko yeah, had yeah. ten cent games. So basically, no, but continue. In, yeah, but that's just getting off. Talking nah, about games again. Yeah, go back. In just um, the whole thing situated from there. So, um, like Duce said, if you walk into fun, uh, GameStop right now. They have a little bit of everything. They have the little um, the the the, the Funko Pops, right? That's Funko you, Pops, correct. The Funko Pops. They got like in the back. They got like the nostalgia T-shirts and everything like yeah, that. Right. So as an investor, you looking at that, you're like, oh, this shit is gonna right. This shit is, is but not. But that's what's selling now, the nostalgic. Right. Value, but you know then what, what you gotta understand is you tapping into a niche market, mm. and you're a publicly traded company, so you gotta then your your your, uh, your investors have to be on board with this. Mm. If not, it's gonna spell. It's gonna be. A takeover, mm-hmm. more so. So by them shorting it, shorting the stock, they were gonna make money. They were gonna probably have more ownership, like not ownership, but I mean maybe a control say as to what the future is of the company is. Mm. They, the game, the the Wall Street, um, Wall Street guys, Wall Street Reddit, Wall Street bets. I'm sorry, Wall Street bets on Reddit, uh, dot com. The platform said no, they're not gonna do that. They went ahead, they pushed forward, they bought the shares. The shares went up to four hundred dollars. Now somebody that you know. Had the shares and were just holding on to it just to hold on to it. You took something that I don't know what their low was, mm. but their high for a company that does not sell video games, meaning they don't make video games, they don't distribute or manufacture video games. It's crazy. $400 for a boutique store. And it shot up so bad that the, the you know, big Wall Street had to ask the federal regulators, the SEC. The Securities and Exchange Commission mm. to step in and um, and stop trading on these um, on on these retail platforms like Robinhood and stuff. Mm. Now, what happens is in turn, people didn't understand what Robinhood actually is, and they started. They learned. They had a learning lesson as they couldn't buy any more shares. Right. They just it, they just halted. Right. When you halt something like that, and you're dealing with people that's retailers, you know, it got to the point where you started seeing the winners started to cry. And I said, good for them. You know, y'all got fat out there while everybody else starved. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all was eating your steak dinners, you eating your escargots, drinking, drinking your champagne and caviar. You, you didn't guys got fuck. fat out there while we all starved they on all the got street. Fat, you know, it's my turn. So when they decided to fight back, they didn't like that. And as 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 you can see, this country only favors big business. The country only favors. Big, big banks. We drive off a of big business. They only going to feed well, them. Excuse business. me. We thrive off a of big business. But thriving off a of big business when the small man is winning is a slap in the small man's face. That It's all good to eat what you eat. Mm. But when I come to the table and I can't get my steak anymore, oh, you're infringing on my meals now. 
You can eat what you eat, but that's, don't eat off my plate. No, it's like a nigga come to the party and get all the holes. Like, who the fuck is this nigga? He's the man. <laughs> He's the <laughs> man. But the niggas don't like that. Yeah. But that's what happened. So, in sh- What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Reg B, CEO from the Everyday Life Podcast. And this segment is brought to you by Black Crown Life Clothing. Want to make a statement with your outfit? Want to turn some heads and still look good? Then look no further. Visit blackcrownlife.com. You can shop from three brands under one site. That's Black Crown Life Clothing, Rich Poppy Collection, and Black Butter Boutique. They carry a wide range of great quality street and casual wear that will suit your fashion sense and lifestyle. From t-shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, joggers, hats, ladies swimwear, bikini, and more. Don't forget to shop today at BlackCrownLYFE.com. You know, they call it a, a, um, a short squeeze. So they, 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 they squeeze the short, basically they pumped it so high, pumped it, pumped it, pumped it, that that hedge firm now has to make a decision if they want to buy more shares of that stock at $400. Now, before, if they were getting the shares at $5, and now you got to buy that shit for $395 more, that's crazy. That is ultimately uh, um, disrespectful. You get me? Like, so what can you do? As a you got as a so what happened is they told they when Robinhood shut down, they got some other investors to give them a, a billion dollars for them to stay afloat and keep operating businesses. But people need to check into Robinhood. They need to check into all these um Robinhood stash. Um, uh, I think is uh Think or Swim, which is TD Ameritrade. They need to check into all those on even Cash App, all those online, uh, so all those platforms to see exactly if they actually own the stock or they just you know they don't have ownership or right they just move playing around with it because I think all these platforms was only meant for short term trading. I don't think it was meant for long term trading because they wouldn't move like how they this this right here was was a big eye opener for some people. So a lot also. of because. It's trying to push. It shows you that these uh, up and coming finance apps that show you how to trade and stuff. You don't actually, you can't buy. You don't have as much buying power as you think. You know what I'm saying? Because they stopped that buying power. Now, the hedge firms in them was able to buy stock in GameStop still, mm. while everybody on Robinhood, Cash App, and XYZ couldn't. Mm. Same thing with AMC stock. When I when I woke up and I seen that how AMC stock jumped up, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Mm. You know, I really thought AMC was going to really go for bankruptcy, get delisted. Once you do that, you're out the, the you know, you're out the, they don't list you as any, anymore as a stock. You can't trade it anymore. But everybody thought, everybody thought AMC stock was going to go higher because they were opening back up. That was in theory because of, if, if but the way it, the way it shifted, AMC stock was like, I want to say 230. Mm. Then it just shot up to two, two, to, to $20. Mm. That's like a thousand dollars. That's like, I think that's a thousand percent. Increase okay. or something like that, but it, it, it moved very rapidly overnight, and that was because of Wall Street bets. Also, Wall Street bets also um, are talking about. Um, I want to get the name right. I think it's Doggy Coin or Dodge Coin. Dodge Coin. Yeah. What the fuck is a Dodge Coin? Because I was buying my I was buying my weekly Bitcoin as I always do. 
So, you know, I'm thinking, okay, slowly but surely, I'm going to get up there to where I need to be. And all of a sudden, a new fucking coin comes out. I see Meek on Twitter. Um, um, What's this other girl name? I don't want to get her name wrong, so I'm not going to say it. But I seen a couple other celebrities on Twitter talking about get you some Dogecoin. Nigga, I just got into Bitcoin. Now your motherfuckers are telling me to buy something else? Yeah, don't don't really fall for that shit. So Dogecoin is some flash in the pan type shit? It ain't really going to, it's going to like what? It's going to like devalue at some point? They're pumping it up so that they can eventually pull their money out and leave you with the bag. Mm. It's another pump and dump situation. Um, but it's ran by the same dudes that do the Wall Street bets. And I'm not sure exactly what it is per se. I do know it's another form of cryptocurrency. But the whole cryptocurrency thing is never... I'm not sold on the cryptocurrency thing because I'm still learning. But I do have... Um, some interest in uh, Bitcoin and also some interest in um, Ethereum. Those are the top two right now. But if you want to be more educated on this stuff, you got to do your research on your own. You got to also check out certain um, financial podcasts. I listen to um, Earning Your Leisure. They're, they're pretty dope. Um, you can check them out. Their motto is assets over liability. I check them out every week. Um, they're pretty dope. They give you some insight. Um, there's also, uh, Wall Street Trapper. He's part of the Earn Your Leisure family. He has a platform. He also tries to educate people. But outside of that, you could, you know, go on YouTube. They give you basic, um, investing one-on-one tips or, or, or what is investing. And they also try to give you an understanding of value of money and the digital currency and how that implies and what that does. Because, the whole Bitcoin thing, the Bitcoin craze also was a, a pump and dump situation also. In terms of someone said one thing, I think Elon Musk, mm. people are, they the, the new millennial generation treats Elon Musk like how, uh, what was it, Generation Z, X, Y, whatever, the generation before them yeah. treat Warren Buffett when, right. when he says something. Mm. So it's on that same principle. Like if he says this or he makes a typo, they're gonna dissect that typo and say, "Oh, he meant this. He means to trade this." So these guys, those are in my reference. What I call, they don't come in making noise. They don't have that. They those those are the humble flex dudes. Oh, they move in silence. They move in silence. They say one thing and people understood. You know what I'm saying? They do the, the humble flex thing. Like Iman must say one. I think he made he helped to jump. The whole Bitcoin craze, because he said Bitcoin or or something like that. Right, and then and the CEO from Twitter went and dumped like what uh, yeah. half a billion in there, right. two hundred million or something right. like that. Yeah. So it's the guy that created Bitcoin. He's pretty dope because he created something where financial institutions now have to bow down to it. Satoshi, right? Yeah, Satoshi Sakamura. Yeah, but but a Satoshi, I think, but a Satoshi is like a little bit, it's like a thousand Satoshis is one Bitcoin or some shit like that. Yes. It's kind of like a hundred pennies is a dollar. Right. Somewhere like that, right? But the actual valuation of the Bitcoin is, is, is ridiculous because one, in order to get one Bitcoin, you have to accumulate, I'm gonna tell you right now what it's going for. So currently right now, Bitcoin is at Thirty four thousand three hundred fifty thirty four thousand three hundred fifty two dollars and ninety seven. Oh, it went down. It went up. So, so at the moment it's up 052 mm. percent. Last week it was at thirty-five. That's why that's why well, I was saying it went down. Before that it went up to forty. Oh, when it went up I to 40, it 40. When it went up to forty, people put their money in thinking it was gonna go higher. Right. But if you had it before it went to forty, if you had it when it went to twenty. It went up to forty. You get that. That's when you get your money from because mm. you got it real low. 
Um, right now, it's still hovering around the the, the forty, the thirty four, thirty five range. It's, it's keep playing around that that kind of range. So, unless it makes another drastic jump, those that bought it right now ain't gonna see no money. They right. gotta make another jump. Gotta gotta, make, yeah. yeah. No, you're only gonna see money if it keep jumping, correct? Right. So, um, I put a little thing in there. What? And right now, I just double, but it ain't nothing. I, I barely got. What did it say? I got point zero zero. One seventeenth. What Bitcoin? Yeah. Oh, Satoshi home. Yeah. Oh, Satoshi. I don't have any Satoshi. I just. I just no. I when you just your Bitcoin, Bitcoin is a Satoshi. Wait, hold on. Now, now you confuse me. All right, your Bitcoin own right. When you buy it, it's yeah. called a Satoshi. Well, yeah. no, I thought it gives you a choice. You can buy Satoshi or Bitcoin. That's what I'm saying. Well, where did you get it from? I you, I get it from Cash App. Cash App has an option. Cash App has an option where you can get either. It, it, it gives you an option where you can get either or. You go to the, you know, you go to the to the icon at the at the bottom, right? And you know what I'm saying when you go to um when you go to buy. Well, it, it tells me how much it tells me how much I have. It went down a little bit, and when you go to buy, it says buy Bitcoin. You know, you, you know right. It does say you buy Bitcoin, but when you buy the Bitcoin, right? Mm -hmm. Look at when you purchase the Bitcoin. It's going to give you another example of what it's saying. So I just bought one, right? It says the amount you got is. I bought a dollar with the Bitcoin. Yeah, you buy a dollar, yeah. So it's still 0 0.0000282, right? So the exchange symbol tells you all that. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I know. I, yeah, I got I got 0 0.005751. Right. That's what I got. I don't know how much that is. Well, no, I got I bought twenty I bought I bought twenty dollars worth. And the shit went down to nineteen eighty five when I was mad. You know I hate to lose money. You can't be mad. It's, it's part of the game. You're a gambler. No, I know. I know. That's why. I, no, no, no. I just looked at it because you know when everybody was doing it, everybody was making yeah. money. Then all of a sudden, I get in and shit start dropping. Nah, they ain't got nothing. Like, man, sure. fuck. It, it, you know what I'm saying? It's it's a good principle, but there's other platforms out there um, that definitely are well versed. Um, you can even watch um, CNBC. I've been checking them out a couple of days. I seen one guy. He went on a tirade. It's 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 basically he was crying because. Everyone, quote unquote, has money now, which is still a myth. But everyone has money; they're using the money to invest, and it's 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 outrageous that that is happening and all this other stuff. And I'm looking like, bro, why are you mad? You lost a couple million. Some people ain't never gonna even see that much. Like, come on, stop crying. There's always gonna be another. Thing that we don't know about that you're gonna get, cause all these hedge firms, you know, all these companies before they go public, they actually have they get funding, right? Mm -hmm. That you and I cannot buy into. We get the scraps. If the same Jeff Bezos team that helped him build up his company mm -hmm. and Bill Gates team, like Paul Allen and all those other Paul, dudes that yeah. helped him, with that Paul Allen with Microsoft and uh, mm -hmm. the, what's his name that uh. The guy for the Clippers, Steve Ballman, and all of them—they all got in, and they got the 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 good money, the mm. hog share of the money. Because when they went public, what happens is when a company goes public, mm. but they went public early, like eighties, nineties. Yeah, but right? it don't matter because what happens? Right, I'm gonna put it. What happens is when that company goes public now, they're gonna get their investment back because now they're selling it to the people. The people. Yeah. They get the the people get the common stock. The investors get the preferred stock. The preferred stock is more at a premium. You get more perks and stuff like that. But the common stock people are the common stocks. So the regular Joe Schmoes and them, they could get that. Mm. So the regular Joe Schmoes are making money off this GameStop stock. But when GameStop first went public and you have the access to it because you're a, um, a, a capital venturist, you do, all, you do all that stuff. Oh, venture capitalists? Venture capitalists. Mm. They get the money. They get it on the, on the ground floor. Mm -hmm. So when they sell that stock to you, they're getting the money. 
Right. That's why when a company goes public, everybody's all clapping and happy and yeah. all that other stuff. But I mean, some, some, yeah, some, yeah, some now because now when a company goes public, now you got shareholders that you got to answer to, right? Mm-mm. They send you a little proxy. Which, oh. a proxy. But I thought when a company, when a company has shareholders, you got to answer to them because obviously I mean, you have a you you could sit down at the table, you could know what's going right. on, but yeah. your voice ain't. I mean, come on, think about it. If I own two hundred two hundred dollars worth of uh, two hundred stocks in a company, and another person owns two million. My vote is going to count just as much as his vote. Okay, I understand what you're saying. It, it, what happens is the stock gives you preference to sit down at these meetings and but to that's hear all what's you going do. on. But that's all you can do. You might have a control. You might have a vote, but like anything else that we do in this damn country, you don't have a controlling vote. Mm-hmm. Your vote might go to somebody else that also says, "Okay, now they get to the control that." You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's layers and levels to the shit, but. No one complains when these companies go public and they make money. It's only the complaint that happens when the other person is investing and buying that that's when they want to complain. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's like my money is my money, but your money is our money kind of mentality. And that's what I got from it. I was like, man, fuck all this shit. Y'all keep buying that shit up. Run this fucking tab up. I'm here for it. I'm here for the show. So I, I said, continue doing it. So you with the shits, basically. You, I'm definitely with the shits. I'm definitely with the shits because financial literacy and financial education is a predator's game. It's not for the... That's why you think they don't teach you in school. They'd rather teach you how to dribble a ball. They'd rather teach you how to do some fucking math, mathematics that you never would that ever... That you're never going to use right. in life. Yeah. It's good that they teach you how to speak because you need to know how to communicate. Mm. And speak it's, proper English like right. that. <laughs> it's good that they show you that they show you science because you need to know the evolution of how things come to be and the different molecules and structures. That's cool. You can't debate science. Mm. We ain't gonna teach you how to fucking balance your checkbook. We ain't gonna teach you how to save. We're not even gonna teach you what an escrow is. We're not gonna teach you what interest rate is. We ain't gonna teach you what compound interest is. We're not gonna teach you about APR. We ain't gonna do that. We ain't gonna teach you about APR, APY. We're not gonna tell you nothing about that stuff. Right? We're not going to teach you about economics. But what we're going to do is teach you how to spend. That's why every, after every commercial or after every show is a commercial about selling something. Right? Mm. We're selling stuff. We, we're, in a, we're in the business of selling things. So we're in the business of making people consumers. Not educated consumers, but just blind, impulsive consumers, mm. which creates bad spending habits, bad. Everything is bad off of that. But those that know, they understand that game. And they thrive off of your lack of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? It, it, no, finan- no institution that, that does higher education is going to say, let me teach you how to fix your credit score or not to fall into the trap of a credit score. Let me teach you how to, uh, how to spend or put away that refund check from college. You know what I'm saying? No school is going to say, okay, you know your ABCs, you know your one, two, threes. Now let me show you how to do checks and balances at a young age before you even get to middle school. Nobody's gonna do that. Mm-hmm. The dumber you are financially, the richer I am. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it behooves me to be doing you injustice. That I'm gonna show you how to stay out of trouble. Cause now I'm out of business. You get me? Mm-hmm. I'm a bank. 
My bank is, I'm going to take your money, I'm going to take your $100, and you're going to put it in a savings account. You're going to keep it in a savings account so you don't get charged that fee for having a checking account with me or a savings account with me. Now, when that $100 sits there, I then turn around to the next person that wants to borrow $1,000, and I charge them 13% for the borrowing $1,000. That means that's 13 cents for every dollar. That's $13 for every $1,000 in, in short math, right? But I'm only going to charge you 0.01% for your $100. And I do that to the next 13 people. Charge them 0.001%. So I take $13,000 or whatever the case is. I take $1,000 from 10 people that got my savings account with me. I said, I'm going to give you 0.01%. Turn around, somebody wants to borrow $1,000. And I'm going to charge them 13%. And then I, at the end of the year, I give you that, whatever that percentage is. And I already made my money back from that person I loaned. And I only give you scraps. They don't understand, nobody understands that. Nobody sees that. I mean, so it, it's, def, it's different, um, it's different um, tools out there to learn to teach you. Because a predator ain't going to tell you how to get away from him. You're my prey. Well, I'm going to tell you how to get away. I'm a lender. I'm a, I'm a financial institution. I'm going to lend you this money. And if you don't pay it back in an amount of time or you, don't pay, or you let it see through the, to the duration of that loan, I get the money. But I'm going to tell you, if you can prepay it before, that's fine. Because it, it's, it's all good. Because for one person that pays back their loan early, there's going to be another 10 that pays it on the time and another 20 that don't pay it. At all. At all, yeah. And that's where I get my money from. So that, I could take a hit with one person. Like it's, it's, it's all about statistics and percentages. Oh, charging the interest on people that don't pay? Yeah. You can charge everything because the banks don't make money off of people with good credit. Mm. The higher your credit is, the lower your percentage is your interest rate. Mm. Right, yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. But at the same time, a bank ain't gonna fuck with you if your credit is that bad because you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna pay, you gonna have no way to paying it back. So you get the guys that's gonna get the middle, and it's they in the middle. Cause what about the guys with no credit that's just coming off the street? They could, they could, um, they got a good chance. I mean, there's always places like guys with no credit. They go to their bank. They say, "Yo, listen." I'm talking about the niggas with all cash and no credit. That's what I'm talking about to tell you. I'm about to put you on. There's something called secure credit cards. I know. Now, a secure credit card is basically your money. Your money. And the bank holds it for you, and then they, they give you a card, and that's your credit limit. Right. And they, they have this, another thing about the secure, secure credit card, the minimum you can give them is 200 but the maximum you can give them is 5000 I don't know if it's all institutions, but but yeah, but, the, but basically that's the, that's the most common. Yeah, a minimum of two hundred, a maximum of right. five thousand. Right. So you get that's money. your limit. Whatever right. you give them is your limit. Now think about it. You get money, nigga, right? Yeah. He goes ahead and he gets one credit card from one institution, and those are the guidelines: two to five thousand. Mm-hmm. Let's say you get money, nigga. Now he wants to. He he has. He puts twenty five hundred in there. Twenty five hundred out of fifty 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 thousand he got right. Yeah. Or whatever, or twenty five, like twenty five thousand, whatever the case is, right? Twenty five hundred out to five thousand. Boom, he moved that around. He could move that. He could put that in five different financial institutions. They all gonna give him that credit card. Right. Now he's building his credit. Mm-hmm. If he don't, rule of thumb is don't spend 
the total of that, those five credit cards at uh, twenty five thousand each, that's thirty percent. Twenty five hundred, you mean? Yeah, the twenty five hundred. Yeah, that's thirty percent. So he just has to then stay the total of all the the, the cards that he has stay below thirty percent. His credit usually has to be under thirty percent. Under thirty. Oh right, cause that ain't that a red flag on credit? If your um credit utilization it just, is it's, high, it's, it's like a yeah. It's that's a like red a, flag, ain't it? Well, it's yeah. what they call a derog- no. It's not a derogatory mark. Nah. A derogatory mark is like what? Uh, if you pay late. Yeah, you pay oh. late. Right. Stuff like that. But Cause I know the hard inquiry is when um how many times people how many times you let people check your credit? Especially if you um like let's say you're looking for a car and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you go pull up pull up that hard inquiry. That's a problem too. But even yeah, if yeah, I know. But I but answer answer this question for me real quick, because I remember my cousin was telling me his his credit was good enough, I guess, to get another car or to get a loan for another car, but it wasn't good enough to get a gap card, and that shit puzzled him, and it puzzled me too. He was like, "Yo, how the fuck can I get? How the fuck my shit ain't good enough to get this fucking credit card from the fucking gap?" But they're gonna prove me for another motherfucking car loan, like that shit. Well, it might be the bank that's issuing the gap card. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know if y'all noticed, but a lot of these big companies, if gap. Um, offers you credit or whatever like that, or Apple, mm-hmm. they have an enormous amount of money that they're sitting on that they then become financial institutions within themselves. Mm-hmm. So they have so much money, they can lend it to the people to come and shop in their stores. You get me? Mm-hmm. That To me, that's, a, that's, the, that's the pinnacle of, of doing good business, where you become a lender now. You, yeah. You're making so much money now, you then turn into a lender. To me, I like that. That's what Apple did. Apple started getting... Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So much money that they like, fuck it. You might as well lend it out to people Mm -hmm. and get back the interest on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you still making money on top of money. Like, because I think Apple mission and... Amazon's mission is to control the world, to control technology, control everything that you do. Everything that we do, they already control it because they know all our patterns. They know all our uh, eating patterns. If we use the card to buy food, they know all our shopping patterns. If we buying clothes and stuff like that. So eventually they're going to know everybody's patterns. They're going to have people eating out of the palm of their hand. Like, I think that's their mission. But... um. The, the the credit utilization thing is just, just keep it below a minimum if you can. If not, just pay the shit in full. But the best thing, though, because I'm about to um, apply for a, a business credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one, which is cool, but I'm trying to, um, I realize, I'm trying to get out that deal. And I don't want to close my credit cards. Don't ever close your credit cards if you, like, if you don't have to. Don't ever close out a card. Um, what if a nigga that got a lot of credit cards and the shit starting to be too much for them? What should they do? Pay it down. There's options of how to pay it down. Um, they got the snowball effect. They got the other effect where people say, you know, pay off the card with the highest interest rate, not the one with the most money on it. Um, it all depends on yourself. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a um, any. And we will have one on the show pretty soon. So we definitely, yeah. we'll definitely dibble and dabble back into this conversation when we, once, we get that, the cre- once we get the credit man up here. Yeah, I'm not that kind of person, but I do know um, a little bit. And but because yeah, what you've been what you the game you've been spitting today is probably enough free game for somebody. You know what I'm saying? That's 
that's you know that that been in the dark. That really didn't know you know what I'm saying what to do. So you may not know a lot about a lot, but a little bit you do know can help somebody. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean. So that's yeah, true. keep keep giving keep giving that that, that free game, man. That's true. I just you know, but keep on start keep on watch. Um, I think this week or whenever this episode is, keep a watch on the stocks. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting take on what's happening and what's going on and and where. What happens with these platforms? Because they gunning for the Wall Street bet is not taking no shorts, um, no pun intended. But they're gonna definitely be. Um, they're gonna have war, the other Wall Street the analysts, the traders. They're gonna have them on their feet. They definitely gonna be on their feet, from, and they're gonna do a lot of stuff that to, to try to change the trajectory. I know. I listened to Mark Cuban. He said the whole digital coin thing is like back in the days when they had the, the dot com um, boost and bubble. When every company was a dot com, mm-hmm. so people were just buying into companies because they had dot coms at the end of the name, and then oh, it that's was when a big the, when the internet was arising. Yeah, and then it hit a big boom where all of them just fell away, mm-hmm. and they just started wasting money and stuff like that. That's, so, and that's what he see. That's what he sees digital currency heading. That's the direction he sees it heading. Yeah, because you got to understand what happens is it's gonna be a, a, a bottleneck at one point in time. So, um. I know we had conversations before about podcasts, and he was like, every time you turned around, you seen a bunch of people doing podcasts. Right. Now, do you see that same by a bunch of people doing podcasts now? What do you mean? I see even more now. You see even more now. Yeah. I don't see as much, maybe because I'm not looking where you're looking, but I'm doing, what I'm saying is, is it come a point where everybody thinks they can do it, and then... It's survival of the fittest, and it's what no, you... No, that's podcasting. It definitely is survival of the fittest. But you know what it is? I've seen people doing it. I see people doing it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like more people are advertising it now. It's like 2021 is, is the year getting your shit out there. Because I've seen podcasts that I've never seen before, and people are advertising like season six, episode two. You feel me? So it's like people were doing it, right. but I think like, I guess this year is the year they said, listen, we're going to just, you know, start putting out sponsor ads and letting everybody know here's what we're doing. Because yeah, you know, podcasting is dog eat dog. And it's, 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 hard, it's, it's a hard enough time getting people to listen to your shit. In the first place, you know, and then you know now we, we you know, what I'm saying with YouTube here, a lot of people rather watch than listen. It's all, it's like people rather watch the movie than read the book. You feel me? Right. So you know what I'm saying. So now it's like the content is there. You know what I mean? You got some people that don't listen to watch. You don't. You got some people that don't listen to don't listen to podcasts, but they watch them. Right. So now you know what I'm saying. You got to put out. I mean, you know, you got to put out just as much video as you do audio. Some people try to go audio only, and it works for them. Like the all them true crime stories and all of them podcasts, yeah. they're audio only, and people listen to them whether they're in the car, whether they're at work. But because it's it's but urban podcasts like ourselves, people want to watch us. Yeah. You know, I definitely I, I like um I listen to those too. I know um it was a popular series I was listening to. I can't remember the name. I don't want to for you. I I I just gotta look it up. But um, it was definitely a dope uh, situation. It was good because it paints the picture. The audio was a little different. It's like, like you. I think you told me to listen to audio books, right? Yes, yes, I did. And I, I didn't, and I still haven't listened to one as of yet. I just, I so, listen. To, I, I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the middle of listening to fifties audio book, but I'm listening to it on YouTube. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, is it? So you just listening, like because on YouTube it's free. Somebody just like somebody took it oh, and just transferred it to you and put it on YouTube. So yeah. Sorry, Fifth, but yeah, man, nigga had to get the free version. <laughs> so I listened to I listened to it on YouTube. Okay. And you know YouTube picks up where you left off as long as you like it on your on your on your profile. Got you. So you know what I'm saying? Oh, it ain't like I gotta start over every time I Yeah, no, you know? Okay. Cool. 
It's, a, it's, a, it's an insightful book, though. If anybody oh. never read 50's book yet, go pick it up. Mm. Nice. Um, I wanted to introduce the listeners to a new segment. Um, I think it's appropriate for just shift the, the conversation a little bit. No, um, no. I would say, I want to call it uh, the music picks or everyday playlist. I oh, think we'll probably come up with a better name than yeah. that. But for right now, you want to call it the everyday playlist? Yeah, we could do it like that. Um, I've been listening to um, this this artist. Uh, she go by the name of Poison. Okay. Yeah, and it's um, I've been listening to a couple of her her songs. Uh, a few of them stood out to me. I think the first time I got introduced to her was from uh, uh, our Ryo, our engineer. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Yeah, shout out to our engineer Ryo. Yeah, he's one of he's he's her manager. So I listened to her, some of her cuts, and I was like, oh, okay, she she's pretty dope. And I think I, what I want to do is like integrate for every episode that we do, just highlight somebody from here on out, from episode, yeah. from, episode from episode fifty two and beyond. You want to start highlighting an unsigned artist? Sign unsigned doesn't matter. Whatever you feeling like, just a came, song, just a song that you heard. Yeah, okay. that, that that speaks to you. Like I know you came on here and you was like, "Yo, shout out to Jasmine Sullivan and her hotels." Oh, hotels, yeah, that's a great album. That shit is different. I don't know that's what's. A great good. Album. Oh, you listen to that riding in the car? I listen to it. Yes, and and we gonna get sidetracked because this is what we do. But no, you just speak on it just a little the, bit. The, I said I didn't finish listening to it right because I I, I gotta I gotta be in a certain mood. I want to be in that kind of mood where right. I'm I'm listening, I'm receptive. Mm. There's a song with her and um, is Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox, yeah. Oh man, that shit is dope. Did you hear a testimonial though about how she's talking about the dick spoke life in the hub when niggas when niggas told her to leave that nigga? She like <laughs> she's like <laughs> she was like, do you know what that dick do? Yeah, well, well, I, listen. <laughs> and then it goes into the song called, called "Put It Down." There's a song that she got with her with a dude that's rapping. I think I think she Jasmine was talking about me with that song, but you know she know Jasmine know I bust that ass. Hey Jazz. She know the vibes. Who the fuck is Jasmine? I don't know. I like that. I like that album. I like that album. Ari Lennox a fine looking ass female too. Yes. yes. She definitely is. Jasmine is too. Jasmine is yes, too. Yes, sir. I want to yeah, see her do Ari's Tales and the price tags with Anderson Paul. Oh, price tags. Okay, oh my okay. Oh, gosh. But I think the testimonial to that was when the woman was talking about how... um. How you're hoeing in your relationship and in your marriage? Yeah. Because remember, that's why I remember. I think I alluded to that in a previous episode when I was like, if a, if if a girl, if you fucking with a girl and she want to take your car that night, and she and you know what I'm saying her and her her intention is to ride that dick so good that you gonna let her if you that you gonna let her take the car to do what she want to do that night, mm-hmm. she's hoeing for the car. Yeah. And that's what you do. It could be financially. It could be. It could be whatever. But you know. But so so fellas, if, if I, I'm gonna um, paint you a picture. Fellas, if you don't understand what Duce is saying or you think that it's not relating to you, it's relating to you. When she's sucking that dick a little too great. She wants something. When she it ain't is, for your pleasure, it's for hers. <laughs> when she riding you and you know she don't ride, she's doing it for something. No, and again, if she if you know she only ride for 30 and she rode it for oh, 37, man. yeah, King, just you be, know, you be prepared know. for the can I have. Can I have? Can I could you? Would you? Should we? And we how, can. How, however, however you know she acts, it's just going, know it's coming. It's coming, and then, and it's up to you. Cause I'm telling you, I got hit with that one. I said, "Yo, what? You ain't never do that before." And what, what happened at the end? She, she, oh, I think I want a bag. I bet you do. <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> you got that sloppy toppy. Wait, did you go buy the bag? <laughs> nah, man. 
I, but I was trying hard. I was trying hard to get the bag. Oh, you trying hard to get the bag. Yes. Oh, you had to move some stuff around. You were really, oh. Oh, he was like, oh, you was trying to get that can't stop, won't stop. Let me what? buy this bag so we, just, we, can keep, we can keep the party going. <laughs> that Rockefeller. Uh-huh, nigga wanted that deal with Rockefeller, huh? Yeah. Definitely um, wanted that Rockefeller deal, oh, the Rocky Toppy. Yeah. But, uh. Heard you. Yeah, man. But, um. What's the track by Poison? Now, are oh, we going to. Let's go. Glad you said that. So are we gonna like make a playlist on Apple Music or Tidal and just start putting things on it? Can we? Absolutely. So let's do it. I have Tidal. I don't know what you have. What's the listeners? I mean, let's you wanna do I both. Mean, you I mean, do you have Apple Music? Yes. If you have Apple Music and I have Tidal, we could definitely we could definitely So do let's both. do it then. Let's and we can start making just, you know, let them know what the um what the name of the song is. And we both do it and, together. And we'll 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 start a playlist. Yes. And you know, I'll put the name of the playlist and everything. Uh-huh. We'll we'll put it on our social media yes. so everybody to, you know. You start adding, you just start adding songs every single week, whether it be new, whether it be old. Like you said, new, old, signed, unsigned. You know, yeah, that's cool. Definitely, yeah, we Definitely. can do that. So, what's the, that? what's the name oh, of the brother. track? Look at this. We working out here, baby. What's the name of the track? You shitting me? We working. We working. <laughs> um, the song by by Poison that I liked, it was um, it was two of them. It was um, let me look it up because I put it, I saved it in my playlist. Give me one second. Let me get to my playlist. My nose is itching, man. Shit, man. I feel like I be doing coke in here, man. Mm-hmm. What about you? Anything that you been listening to? Me, you know me, you know me. I've been. Remember, I told you, man. I'm getting old, man. I don't know. I, yeah, you getting old. I'm getting old. I'm I, getting I old, man. Know. So you know, I be listening. To, you know, I listen to a lot of not. When I mean old shit, I don't mean like old old shit. I'm talking about like you know, I listen to old Hov albums and you know old Fab albums, old Lil Wayne. You know me, I'm. I've been on my nostalgic shit for a while. I've been listening to a lot of R&B. I've been listening to a lot of R&B. My daughter, surprisingly, has been listening to a lot of old. She she's being put onto the '80s music through Stranger Things. Um, so she was listening to um. I was I was I was yeah I was getting dressed, you know, to come here. And she was listening to um. The girl, what what is it called? Uh, I'm just a girl in um in. I'm a material world, I'm a material girl in material world, some shit like that. She was listening to Bobby? that. Bobby, I'm about not Bobby. Yeah, what, whatever that girl name is. Yeah, for real. She was listening to um 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 um, don't stop believing by Journey. She was on, yeah, for real. She but actually, that's that, shout out to Journey. That's the ultimate club song. I mean, not club. Goes on and on. That's the ultimate and on um boss song. When the boss is open, don't stop. You go to the white people bars. Yeah, she was listening to that shit. She asked for a vinyl record player for a birthday. Shout out to she, her. Yeah, man, she's. Cause I actually, actually came out the room to get something to drink. I said, "Yo, how you get put on all this shit? Because you don't hear it from me. Because you know, I when I listen to music, I'm laying on the couch with my headphones on. Mm. So where did you? She said, "Well, you know, the '80s music. She said the '80s music. I get it from Stranger Things, and um, and a lot of the rest of the music I just hear. I'm like on my Netflix shows that I watch, and you know the things I watched on YouTube. She was actually watching. This is a funny story, right? Real quick before we get out of here, it's a funny story, right? About um, she was watching Stranger Things." And I guess the guy and the girl, I guess they was in, you know, Stranger Things, I guess they be in different dimensions or there's something called Upside Down. I don't fucking know. So they were two, they were in two different places and they were singing the never ending story, the themes of never ending story. Mm. So my daughter didn't know it was a movie. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, yo, what's up? You know what I'm saying? I say, um, so it was the morning, you know, I was getting ready to go, to, you know, getting ready to go. And she said, um, I know, I asked, I said, yo, you should see the movie. And she said, what movie? I said, never end the story. She's like, it's a movie? <laughs> I said, yeah, it's a movie. I said, yeah, it's a movie. You think, oh, you thought they were just singing some regular shit? 
I said, no, that song is from a movie. And, I, you know, I began to tell her what the movie was about. Young boy, you know, how it was a rainstorm. And he ran into the library and he found this book and the power went out, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I was telling her. And I told her, I, I, you know, because the boy's name in, in, um, in Never Story's name was Atreo. Mm-hmm. And I told her, if you was a boy, I was going to name your ass Atreo. And it's a true story, Reg. You going to name her it what? Was a, it was a true story. If, the, if, my, if, my daughter was, if my daughter was born as a boy, I was going to name her Atreo, which is the boy's name in Never Ending Story. Atreo. Atreo. It's a true story. Wow. It's a true fucking story because that must I, have been one of your best movies. No, nah, I mean n- not even that, but I like I just like the name. I like the name. Okay, I, I like the name. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely. If my daughter was if I, if my daughter was born as a son, I was going to name her Atreo. That's true. True. It's true yeah. fucking story, yo. And that, it's not the fact that it's. Fa- I just I just I remembered that name. You know what I'm saying? And it just it stuck with me. It definitely did stuck with me. So give people the name of the tra- give people the name of the uh, of the poison track so we can start making this playlist, and then we can get into our last words. Say less. Let me listen to it right now. Give me one second. Oh, and by the way, the what the Nets won three in a row. I haven't heard no slander. The Nets won three. They 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 got they on a four game road trip and they won three. They they won three out of four in a row. I haven't heard no slander. I heard the group chat been quiet, but let them lose that fourth game. It's all get rid of Kyrie. Oh, them niggas can't win with him. Steve Steve Nash can't coach them. No. You know they need to move KD to the five. <laughs> them niggas all that dumb shit. Nets won three in a row. I ain't heard you shit. You I ain't heard a motherfucking thing. You know I'm a big Kyrie fan, man. I just say, yo, my man look lost out there. But they seen what, what I see and what the box score says is two different things. And I, I'm, I'm for it. I like it. There you go. I mean, like I told you, they ain't playing no D. They putting up a damn near 130 points a game. They just won what? They just what? They just what put up what? 147? What they just beat the Hawks? 147 to 125? Ain't nobody playing. Niggas ain't playing no D. I just told you. I told you they're the 2000 Phoenix Suns. They're going to outscore you. There's no defense being played. Niggas said they're going to outscore you. All they're going to do is outscore you. The Washington Wizards be trying to do that shit. They don't work. Nah, the Washington Wizards need help. They it just... don't work. Get Bradley Bill the fuck up out of there. They, somebody, why nobody? Why nobody's talking about them? Why nobody's? Well, they know that they can't do nothing. That's why. <laughs> why the fuck nobody's talking about them? You got Westbrook and Bradley Bill. What's which I voted for? I, I voted. I put my All Star votings in, and I voted for Bradley Bill to start. He's he's the leading scorer in the NBA. He's averaging thirty five. My starting five. My starting five for the East. I put Jason Tatum, Bradley Bill, mm. Durant, Harden, and I forgot who I had at the one. So no Giannis, I noticed it. No, you no, no Giannis, no Giannis. I picked up. Nah, I put Jason Tatum over Giannis. I seen Jason that. Jason Tatum got a jump shot. <laughs> no, you gotta Jason Tatum got a jump shot. You gotta put Giannis there. That's just me. You gotta put Giannis there. Milwaukee lost a couple games in a row. Anybody shitting on? Anybody shitting on their big three? Holiday, Middleton, and, and, and Tukumbo. Anybody saying nothing about them? But sooner than the next lose the game is old Trey Kyrie you, and Kyrie. Holiday is, is, is a big three. More. Yes. Yes, you know why? Because all three. If you if you've been an all star, you're a big you, you're a big three, in my opinion. Chris Middleton's been an all star. So has Giannis. So has Drew Holiday. Woo! It's my opinion. You're a brave. You ain't man. have to. Oh, you ain't have to play it for him right now. They could have nah, went to the. Brave man, though, they could have went to the joint and uh, listened to it. Nah, it What's man, the name of the track, Reg? It's called Zombies. Zombies. Heard you. It's by it's it's featuring her featuring Poison, mm-hmm. but the name of the artist is Rich P. But it's called Zombies. Okay. Look out for that on the Everyday Life playlist.
It's coming though. It's coming. Yeah, and the, oh, the, what, coming. oh yeah, my, my starting five for the East is Brad, Bill, Harden, Durant, Embiid, and Jason Tatum. No Giannis for me. And the West, I got LeBron, Jokic, Anthony Davis, Steph, and Luka Doncic. No Kawhi. No Kawhi. No Kawhi. No Paul George. Even though, and they're winning games too. And everybody, and everybody was was everybody was contemplating what was Ty Lue was the right coach for that team. They're winning games. Lou Williams will be traded by the trade deadline. That's a definite. I heard some some something strange is going on with Lou Williams and Ty Lue. Lemon Pepper Lou, as Stephen A. would say. Lemon Pepper Lou. Magic Lou. They saying that he's not playing him, though. He's not playing him. But why not? I, I'm not the organization. But they're winning with the system they're doing now. I really don't like Lou Kennard over there. So expect I, that Lou package. Lou Kennard is a white boy. Yeah. Now, I do think expect that, that they need to do definitely trade for Bradley Bill. Uh, they will. I think they're, they're going to package Lou. I think they're going to package Lou Williams, mm. Lou Kennard. Uh, they're not gonna throw. They're not gonna throw the Morris brother in there. They need to send Bobby. Bobby who? I said Bobby. Reggie. <laughs> Reggie who? Jackson. Oh, oh, send Reg over there. <laughs> I said Bobby because he looked like Schmerder. Oh. Uh, yeah, they need to send him over there. Send him and keep Lou Will. Lou Will. Lou Will is gonna come in very nah, handy. No, Lou Will, Lou Will is, the, is the tradable asset. He's the bucket. He, you know what I'm saying? He's the he's the bucket. No, maker. but I think he's gonna come. Yeah. He, all right. Let me, let me, let me, any any trade you do got to be surrounded by Lou Williams. Let me you you, you, you got to trade a score for a score. All right, let me be frank with you, right? How I see things. When I do my trades and when I play GM, I'm always trying to come up on top. I don't care how bizarre the trade may sound or whatever it is. I need Lou Will because I know I can count on Lou Will to get buckets in the fourth quarter when it comes down to play. Well, Washington's going to ask for him. So you got you to gotta put him in a trade along with some picks. Has and Washington made any good Trades in the last couple of years, be real with you. Do they have the pedigree and the foresight they to don't. actually make a trade that is more tangible to them than the other team? No, they don't. They don't really have. They don't really have the players. See, the wall for Westbrook trade was a like, it was a fair exchange, no robbery. They didn't want. They didn't and want they didn't wall. Make, I understand that. And Wall knew that. Wall knew that. But Westbrook wanted to follow Scott Brooks, so that's why that that's why that trade went down. Westbrook wanted to follow Scott Brooks, and that's why they made that's why they made that trade happen. Yeah, but and I and Wall wanted to reunite with his man from Kentucky, and you know what I'm saying it. It's, it's it made sense. They made they won four in a row too. Nobody talking about them either. Who Houston? Yes. Hey, I know. Oh, market. Remember, remember, remember. I said, remember, I said this on episode 52 of the Everyday Life podcast. Christian Orlando Wood. Oh. Christian Wood will win Most Approved Player. I like his game. I really did. And I need. Started, to, I need. Christian I think Wood I need, started to improve after the, after um. When he started, when he when he started starting that power forward for Detroit, when COVID first happened, because he had COVID himself, he sat out a couple games. But then that's when he started. That's when he started flourishing. When guys started being out because of COVID nineteen, yeah, he started getting more playing time, and that's how he got that big money from Houston. Okay. He will be most improved player. I got, and if he don't, Rob, Rob, I got a problem with that, and I'm 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 starting to, I'm gonna become more vocal and saying I have a problem where we start anointing these titles to these people when the season is not even a quarter. Under the finished, when the season is not halfway done, when the season is not three quarters done, we start giving these titles and all this other stuff to people, and I think it paints a bad narrative as though because he was good for the first ten games, it speaks to the rest of the other to the rest of the season that he's gonna be this or gonna be that. 
And a lot of people have been doing it, and I don't like it. No, this came from – no, no, no. I'm talking about from him because you know he played half the season with the Pistons. I understand what he did with the Pistons. And you I understand because of all the controversy, they had to find a dominant rough in Houston to at least make it seem like something good was coming out of the situation. But you, you didn't because, get to see him because he ain't playing the bubble. I, I don't care about the bubble. I don't – I don't. I, I, that's not my problem. You see how you're, you're basing him – it's a I mean, funny. I like his game. I, I, no, no, I'm look not. At his, look at his stats. No, no, look no, at what no, he no. no. I've seen him play. Double, double. I've seen him play. Houston. He has a great vertical. <laughs> he, has a great, he has a great Houston vertical. Houston didn't give him that money by accident. And he could shoot the ball. I have no problem with that. And I think that's what it was. Because they, James Harden was going through whatever he was going through. They had they signed him for all that big money. So the shift, the, the attention shifted to him. Uh, warranted it was good attention. But what I'm saying is overall, the way that we are starting to... to in all sports, they play two good games, three good games, and all of a sudden they're MVP. All of a sudden they're the, the defensive player of the year. All of a sudden they're most improved and all this other stuff. I think it needs to show throughout the whole body of the season, not just a couple oh, of games. Oh, it will. But well, you know they have such things as early predictions, right? We all do it. And that, that falls into line with the thing I have with um, analytics. Early prediction analytics, I think, to me, goes hand in hand. Because it's once again going back to what we referred to earlier in the conversation about the stock. It's just a motherfucker hedging their bets and placing it on one person. And if that person goes bust, you you understand? It's just them. It's hyping them up. It's not really him showing anything. They're just hyping him based on prediction of what he can do or what he might do based on how he's playing right now. No, that nigga, he's That's doing. That's cool. It. No, I got not. Yeah, he's doing. Don't put some respect on Christian Wood name, no, my no. nigga. Stop saying I'm not putting respect on him because I have no all problem right. with him. All right. I have no problem with him. I have no problem with him. I like his game. I just told you. I said, yo, the motherfucker got a vert. That's crazy. Christian Wood, most improved player. You heard it here. Book it, baby. Book it. Just like I booked the net, booked the Nets to go to the finals. But um, all right. Uh, let's wrap it up. This has been uh, this has been a great episode, Reg. I'm proud of you, man. I'm really did. I'm glad. I'm I'm, I'm proud of all the free games you just gave people, on uh, you know shit like that. You know what I mean? People need to people need to hear that, man. People need to hear you're a very you're a very intelligent, very smart, very in, insightful person. You put me on it. You put me on to a lot of shit. So I thank you, my brother, for coming in here. And, you know, letting letting the people know what it is. You know what I mean? So what would, you, what would your last words be? You know, it could be it could be street, it could be intellectual, it could be ghetto, it don't, it don't make no difference. Um, buy, you gonna tell them buy low, sell high? You know. <laughs> you know? Um, nah. Um, just tell people just either you're a predator or you're a prey. Pick a side. Pick a side. Right. All right. Well, if I had to give you guys, uh, my last words is shit. Go GameStop. Fuck it. Get your money. Goddamn. Word up, shit. Go GameStop. Go GameStop, goddammit. Hey, get your money, shit. Go GameStop. Go GameStop. I'm with the shits. <laughs>